Welcome everybody to the Wheel IQ podcast, where we're going to be discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Wheel of Fortune. Who did it right, who did it wrong, and who caught the wrath of the wheel? My name's Barry and I'm here with my co-host Cole. Hi. What do you say Cole, should we get this thing started? Let's do it. Alright, let's get it going. Cole, let's start with the good, and our good this week is going to be Valerie. Valerie was on Thursday night, uh, and she won $54,200. She made it to the bonus round, obviously, and got the puzzle right. Uh, So a good day for Valerie, but the main thing we need to talk about is all the bad luck, ugly play, and other nonsense that led to Valerie winning. So let's start in round one with Gloria. Um, Gloria spins, and it's her first spin, and she gets four L's on the $2,500 piece. So she has $10,000 right off the bat. Great start for Gloria. But then Gloria makes the mistake that's just unforgivable, and she picks an A, and an A's already up on the board. So we talked about this little, a little bit last week. Do you have any explanation for what Gloria was doing or thinking there? Um... Well, she was probably nervous. Like she has the ten thousand, right? She has ten thousand dollars already, and she's just trying to get to the end, trying to just solve this puzzle and hold on to the ten thousand. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, as we usually say, when someone does this, it's got to be a little bit of nerves, a little bit of just not paying attention. And for her, she just got ten grand, so I'm sure she's excited, and that's probably what led to her picking the A. Um, but even if you have a reason for it, it's still just an unforgivable play. So Gloria picks the A, she gets buzzed out, Valerie's up next, solves the puzzle, um, playing follow the leader. Uh, so it, it was very close to being solved when Gloria buzzed out, but Valerie picks up the pieces and wins a little money in round, on round one. Uh, anything else you have from for round one there? Uh, no, not really. Just that fact that, like, I get where Gloria's coming from with trying to buy the vowel when she has 10000 right? You don't want to spin and go bankrupt, but you don't buy a letter that's already up there. Right, you just can't pick the letter that's already up there, and <laughs> it's a terrible mistake, and you're hoping that's it for Gloria, but round two comes and she makes an even bigger mistake somehow. Uh, Gloria spins at the beginning of round two and buys an E and it's not up there. So it goes through the contestants again. Gloria gets another turn and she's doing pretty well. She gets $1,800 on a spin, uh, gets $1,200 on the next spin, but then she buys the E again. And again, it's not up there obviously and she gets buzzed out Puzzle goes to Valerie, Valerie solves it on her, she spins two more times and then she solves it. So another lucky win for Valerie, but what's Gloria doing? Honestly, I I don't know. Maybe she's like just trying to bounce back and like, I don't know, you would think you'd be a bit more careful like after the first time it already happened. And like, right, isn't there like a, a little screen that shows what's already up there for the contestants or what's already been guessed? So I don't get how you guess an E again. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think Pat said during the spin that you got to pay attention to the board, what's up there, what's already been called. 
Um, and clearly what, I mean, I don't know what Gloria's doing, but she's not paying attention to the board. She's now guessed an A that's already up there and guessed an E twice and been buzzed out. And luckily for Valerie, she just steps in. She's the next person up and solves both, both puzzles. So she, so she is off to a pretty good start. And Gloria is just making the worst mistakes that I've seen on the Wheel of Fortune. Would you agree with that part? I would agree, yeah. So round three comes, we've seen some awful play from Gloria, and in round three, she gets two more bankrupts. I mean, this is the worst day in total I think I've seen for one contestant. I mean, two bankrupts after calling the letter that's already on the board, that's unheard of. Yeah, that, that, it's really just unlucky. And even though we're in the good for Valerie, but like, no, yeah, the good for Valerie, Gloria is just having bad luck, and it's really just turning into good luck for Valerie that she's right after her. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I mean, I don't know if what I, what's happening to Gloria is bad luck. Sure, the bank, bankrupts are bad luck, but picking the letters that are already up there, that's just flat-out ugly play. But Valerie's benefiting from all of it. Um, in round three, Dwight starts to come ahead a little bit, and you, and you like Dwight, right? Yeah, I liked his personality, his upbeat energy, and yeah, it was just really fun to watch him. And yeah, I, I agree. I had the same feeling with Dwight. He was happy. He was having fun. He was joking around. It seems like those people that are loose and having fun, uh, they're more fun to watch. And it seems to me that they do a little better, right? Yeah, that's also like where nerves come in. Like. White didn't have nerves. He was happy to be up there, happy to even get a shot on stage, and he didn't care that he was that he hadn't had a lot of luck in the puzzles. He didn't care that he wasn't solving them. He was just there to have a good time, and it really benefited in the later rounds. It, it benefited him in round three, and it might have it might have come to bite him in the butt a little later on. So round round three, he does pretty well. Uh, he wins that round. He solves a puzzle, wins eight thousand dollars, or wins. 6,300 and another 8,000 on a trip. And you mentioned Dwight's excitement and that's gonna hurt him coming up here in the triple toss. So I think it's the last toss up. The puzzle is alley cats and we hear a buzzer and Dwight just screams out alley cats without being called on or anything. And it turns out that Valerie's was the one that actually buzzed in first. Pat goes to her, she solves it, um, and that's going to turn out to be a pretty big issue. So Valerie gets 2000 from Dwight's mistake. What did you think about Dwight buzzing in, or just saying it without being called on, I guess, is the main issue. I'm going to be honest. Like I was on the floor laughing. It was, it was a really funny, like... Like that's what like why I watch Real Fortune, right? For like the funny mistakes contestants make and like not being very intelligent almost. Like I don't know. Like the excitement they bring, I don't know. I like I liked it. I, I thought it was funny. I, I, it was enjoyable. But um yeah, obviously not a very smart move to just scream it out. But I mean I in my opinion, I think Valley would have gotten it. She's a good player and she would have eventually got, I think she buzzed in because she knew it, but. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's just, you know, it's just a matter of who got there quicker, but Dwight needs to pay a little more attention because this is really gonna hurt him, that move right there. Um, so, final spin. We're going into the final spin and Dwight's up, 
he's up 16,300 to 9,700 against Valerie. So Dwight's got a pretty good lead going into this final spin. Um, Valerie and Dwight both get quite a few letters during the final round, and it gets to, to Dwight. He has 8,250, so does Jen. So whoever's gonna get this final spin is gonna win outright. And here's the puzzle. It's sharing photos online. So it gets to Dwight, and basically the whole puzzle's up there. The only thing that isn't up there is the A and the R in sharing, the O in photos, and the O and E in online. And O and the, P the R. The R in sharing was gone, and, and Dwight picks a W. He must have thought it was showing, and he gets buzzed out. Um, any critiques of his play right there? Just just some bad luck for Dwight. I mean, showing photos online, that makes sense. That could have easily been a puzzle, but uh, it, it just happened it wasn't. It was sharing, and I mean, no one had guessed the W up until that point, so. Yeah, I, I agree with that. With it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just bad luck for Dwight. Um, unfortunately for him, Valerie goes a turn later and solves the puzzle, sharing photos online. And Valerie wins, I think it was 7500 And she takes the lead over Dwight by $900 on the final puzzle. So if Dwight doesn't, or buzzes in a little early on that toss-up, he wins and goes to the bonus round. Just more bad luck for Dwight and good luck for Valerie, right? Right. And does Valerie get the final puzzle? She does. She gets the final puzzle, and the final puzzle is Lavish Banquet. That's a tough puzzle. Listen to the letter she had up when she solved it. She had the L, the S, and the H, and, and that's it, and Lavish. And then in Banquet, all she had was the B, the N, the E, and the T. So, I mean, there's quite a bit up there still, and that's a tough puzzle, and she nails it for 3700 Good solve by her. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously a good player. Um, got a few, in my opinion, lucky toss-ups there, but she persevered and ended up winning lots of money. That's exactly right. And I, you know, she, she benefited from some bad play and some bad luck for Gloria and Dwight, but overall, she stuck through it, solved some puzzles, and that's why she's our good of the week. So Cole, we just spent a, a pretty good amount of time talking about the bad luck that uh, Dwight had um, on Thursday. But for our bad luck category this week, we have, first let's start with Jerry on Tuesday. Uh, Jerry's biggest issue, it seems, is that he never knows the puzzle. Even if virtually every letter is up there, Jerry just for some reason can't get it right. So let's go through Jerry's round a little bit from uh, Tuesday. And he actually gets the first toss up, the second toss up, um, but it really starts going downhill in the first round. Jerry spins for a while and gets the million dollar wedge, okay? And this is what he has left up on the puzzle. So it's a crossword puzzle. The first word in the puzzle is screen, and then there's four more words. Door, protector, shaver, and shot. 
So when Jerry gets the million dollar piece, the forward door's up there, the forward protector is up there, and the only thing that's missing from shot and shaver are the S and the H. Jerry doesn't know it. What are your thoughts on someone having that much up there? It's that clear, and they just can't solve the puzzle. I mean, it's obviously a bad solving skills, uh, but I don't know. I mean, obviously, right, like, it could have just, like, he was trying to think of, like, other, like, things that weren't technological, like, because door and protector weren't really technological, in my opinion, and, like, but screenshot and screensaver were. Like, trying to think of, like, legitimate items that were door something or screen what something. The, what's your thought on, you know, the mental technique you should use when you're confronted with a puzzle that you just can't solve? Like, do you think there's going through the letters is a good strategy or, I mean, what should you do, do you think? In my opinion, yeah, obviously going through the letters, like saying like, oh, if I put an H there, does that make a word? Does that solve it? Does that open the word up a bit more? Uh, yeah, in my, a lot of people, like they're finish out the one word that they know and then they'll get stuck. And I think that's what happened to him here, obviously, but there's like three, three-ish letters left up and I, yeah, you gotta solve that. Yeah, so Jerry's luck, bad luck starts there. He has the million dollar piece and for the life of him can't come up with shot and saver. Uh, so we go on to round three and Jerry's spinning again and he's having some good luck. He's up quite a bit of money and he gets the wild card. So he's got the million dollar piece now, a bunch of cash, cash and the wild card and we talked about this last week when you have the million dollar in the wild card that's really when you got to start thinking about solve puzzles right away spin as little as possible and get to the finals right yeah you're almost like an unstoppable force in the final <laughs> round with that wild card and you just really got to get there and especially with the million dollars so much is at stake and you really got to get there Right, so, so Jerry has this. He's got the wild card, he's got the million dollar piece. And when I first watched this, I thought, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's not as valuing the million dollar piece as much as you and I do. And he's just gonna keep spending. He's gonna just keep trying to make money and, and screw the million dollar piece. If I get bankrupt, I get bankrupt. But as he's doing these, as he's spinning, he's filling up this puzzle and it's getting pretty obvious what it is. The puzzle's exceptionally luxurious. And he has everything up there except for the Y, the X, and the P. And he still doesn't know it. Pat asked him, and he admitted he didn't know it. So we're at the same boat. He's got all this money, wild card million dollars, and just can't solve the, pu solve the puzzle. Luckily for him, he keeps spinning, and he finally gets it. And the only thing that's missing is the P. So he gets exceptionally luxurious, but at this point, you know he's having some issues solving puzzles, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of, in my opinion, like, it just scraped over his mind. He forgot, like, it's like, it's just going over his head. He doesn't know exceptionally, or like, it's, okay, all the answers, right, that he's thinking of just don't fit the puzzle. 
and I feel like that's what happens a lot in like the final round like they're trying to piece it together and it just isn't coming together and I feel like that's just what's happening to him yeah he's just I mean he so far he hasn't hit a bankrupt yet so he's still got the million dollar piece he's still got the wild he just is really risking it every time because he has to essentially keep spinning until all the letters are up there so Jerry he's actually ahead at this point at the end of round three he has a little over 15,000 uh Jen's at 6,000 Dina's at 1,700 so he's got a pretty good lead going into the toss-ups and Jerry does uh, something that we've talked about before. Uh, it's, it's what should you do if you know one of the words, but not both words of the puzzle. So during the toss up, first one, Jerry says intelligent candidates and the puzzle's intelligent individuals. So he guesses intelligent candidates, Jen buzzes in next and says intelligent individuals. Same thing happens uh, in the third toss up. Jerry says deceptive players, and it's actually perceptive players. So Cole, the question is, if you know one of the words, but you don't know the other, should you say anything at all? I mean, does deceptive, did deceptive and perspective, like, are they like similar? Were like the words for deceptive even up there? No, no, so the, the two, second words that Jerry said, the ones he didn't know, wouldn't have fit. So I think what happens okay, if yeah, you... Okay, then... I, I understand if, like, the word fits, that it, it fits, like, the theme, it fits everything, then I can understand, I guess, but if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't fit the puzzle, it doesn't fit the theme, then you don't go for it. Yeah, and don't say the word you know, because that's just telling the rest of the players, right? Right. And especially and if they I, don't know it, they're like, oh, well, now I know it's players, and I already know the first word, so. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's that's the, the problem Jerry had here, is he knew one word and not the other, but when he says the word he knows, he gives that up to the rest of the players, and that really, you know, comes back to haunt him here. Uh, so after the triple toss-ups, and the other players get the toss-ups that Jerry couldn't get, um, Jerry's still in the lead, until we get to uh, round four. So we're in round four. Jerry has 17,800 going into round four. Jen has a little over 8,000. So the spinning's going on for a while and the, phrase, or the puzzle is connecting to the internet. So Jerry's up to a little over 8,000. Jen's also up to a little over 8,000 during the final spin. Uh, puzzle so whoever solves it's gonna win gets to Jerry and everything in the puzzle connecting to the internet is up there um, except for a few letters so in connecting he's missing the C and the O and the E and then in two he's missing the O the he's missing the E in internet he's missing the I um, the E and the R so He's missing a lot, but it's looking pretty clear, and Jerry makes the same mistake he did in the toss-ups. He says, connecting to the, and can't come up with internet. And what do you think happened on the next spin when it was Jen's turn? She solves it, because she's there, and she has enough money, and she gets it, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, she solves it. She solves connecting to the internet. 
But Jerry made the same mistake he just made in the previous two toss-ups, which is don't say the words you know if you don't know the last one. You're giving that part away. Who knows if, if Jen knew connecting to the internet? Um, she may not have, but Jerry just hands it over to her, and Jen ends up winning by a little under $2,000. So it's another super close match. The Jen wins essentially because of Jerry's you know, bad luck and not knowing any of the puzzles. Yeah, that, this kind of ties back to what we've been talking about in previous episodes where we say, like, maybe just throw out a random word and it'll throw the other players off the track. And, right, Jerry does the opposite of what we've said and throws the words that are up there and just gives the other players the words. Yeah, and I think the moral of the story is Jerry needs to listen to this podcast, and if he'd taken a little bit of our advice, he might walk out of there with a, a truckload of money. Yeah. So Jen, uh, as we said, she she wins round four. She moves on to the bonus round. Um, her puzzle is tough. The puzzle is a glitzy outfit. But the big thing from the final round is she had the $100,000 uh, envelope and didn't get it. So one of the few times we've seen that all year, and, and she missed it. And if Jerry does that and he gets the $1 million, then... He's coming out, he's walking out with a million. That's a very good point that I hadn't thought of. Um, yeah, you just put Jerry in that position. But you know what Jerry's problem is? There's no way he's solving the puzzle. Eh, he might get in, he might choose a different category and get an easier puzzle. Maybe, maybe. So that's, uh, that's Jerry's bad luck. There's one other guy I want to talk about, James from Monday. I just want to touch on him briefly because he had really some tremendous bad luck as well uh on round one james goes bankrupt round two gets the ten thousand piece picks it up gets the ten thousand very next spend goes bankrupt um and then round three he gets the million dollar wedge doesn't solve the puzzle and isn't able to win so i just thought you know given all the bad luck we saw we might as well throw james in there too and we can talk about just how bad of a week this was yeah, in my opinion, James's was more bad luck than bad play, because I think Jerry's was more bad play. Yeah, you're right. James was just straight bad luck, constant bankrupts, just nothing going his way. Um, I felt sorry for James. He, he kind of had the same disposition that Dwight did. He was excited. He was happy. I was kind of rooting for him, but he hits all these bad lucks, and he loses. So who do you pick between James and Jerry? Uh, definitely. James, just because Jerry's was not knowing the puzzle, not knowing this, not knowing that, spinning too much, and because of that, and losing a lot of money, and just really solving the puzzle when he didn't know it, that's a lot of just bad play compared to what we like to focus on in this category, bad luck. Yeah, I agree. James had bad luck. Um, Jerry's was a mix between the two, but I think that you know, at some point, he's got to learn his lessons. Three times he said one of the words, and the very next person solved it. At some point along the line, you got to think, all right, I got to stop doing that. Uh, but yeah, let's give James the bad luck of the week, and then we'll move on to the ugly. OK, 
Okay, Cole, so let's, uh, let's take a look at the ugly this week, and we're going to go a little off the board for the ugly category. Let's start with the fact that on Wednesday, Tamika got the 10K piece, solved the puzzle, and we found out there was no real ID this week because of coronavirus. So that got me thinking, what about coronavirus made them unable to have a real ID this week? Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool if they were like, we're not get, doing a wheel ID this week and we're giving the money to charity instead. Like, that would actually make sense. But, yeah, no wheel ID. Like, you would think it would be, it's not like they're sending an envelope of $10,000 through the mail. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I, I can't think of what the person-to-person contact would be in getting this $10,000 to the person. I like your idea, though, too. They could have given it to a charity, to some first responders, some uh, people that need it. Um, I'm not going to fault them for that. Obviously, this is unprecedented times. Uh, But it just seemed odd that there was no real ID because of coronavirus. It could have been like they can't get to, like, their bank might be shut down where they're keeping all the money. (laughs) I thought Pat just kept it all in his basement in large stacks. Maybe. In a wall safe. Okay, so that's that's our ugly from the Wheel of Fortune, but let's get to the real ugly of the week. And that is your top boy, Andy Dalton, your favorite quarterback of all time, getting cut by the Bengals. So first tell us, why do you love Andy Dalton so much? Uh, Because he is... Good. I think that the fact that he was cut uh, would say otherwise. No, see, the Bengals are just bad, okay? It's a bad organization, and that's the problem. And, like, Andy Dalton, right, he just had a bad contract, to be honest, and with the new rookie Joe Burrow coming. Like, that's really the only reason he got cut. When did your love of Andy Dalton start? I don't, I don't remember. Just always it's, been there. Uh, yeah, I, I just, as long as I can remember, you've been telling me what a great quarterback he is, and I, I just can't get on board with that at all. He's terrible. He's going to go to the Patriots and become the best quarterback that ever lived. He's not going to the Patriots. He will not be better, the best quarterback that ever lived. He certainly won't be better than Brady. He got picked up by Dallas to be Dak Prescott's backup. Isn't like Dak Prescott holding out or something? Yeah, he he's got a con- but he's got a contract issue. But regardless, Andy Dalton will not be playing. So Cole, you're a Bears fan, right? Yes. So it really comes down to this: Would you rather have Trubisky or Dalton? Uh, Andy Dalton can at least make a pass. I don't know. I saw this one like meme that was like. If you wonder how far six feet is, imagine a wide open Bears receiver and then where Trubisky will throw the ball. <laughs> like, I think, right, Andy Dalton didn't have wide receivers much, like, the past two seasons with A.J. Green, like, breaking his leg three different times. So, it's yeah, not his fault. He, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think Dalton's definitely more accurate than Trubisky. Trubisky just wings it all over to no one. Um,. But still, it, I guess you're not going very far with either one of them. Um, but Andy Dalton, it's just it's just inexplicable why you think he's good. 
because he's he's just good. Like, what makes a quarterback good, in your opinion? I think wins, and he's wins? severely lacking in those. So, right. So, okay. Imagine this, right? Ryan Tannehill was terrible at. Miami, right? One of the worst quarterbacks. Like, who would ever want him? Gets picked up by the Titans, and then all of a sudden goes on a magical like nine and two run to make the playoffs. And you think that's going to happen with Dalton? I mean, at least there's people that could win games there. In Dallas. All right. I think we're going to wrap up the ugly with that. It's Andy Dalton. Um, I don't think your love for him is justified, and I think you really need to think about finding a new favorite quarterback. No. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for, the, for this week of the Wheel IQ podcast. Thank you for listening. That'll wrap up this week's episode of the Wheel IQ Podcast. Stay tuned next week for more good, bad, and ugly of the Wheel of Fortune. You can check us out on Twitter at the Wheel IQ. Thanks for listening to the Wheel IQ Podcast on the CB Radio Network. We're over and out.